You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Three, two, one. Any good activity this weekend? Erica's got a story, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not always good. I feel like we we should rebrand uh, re- rebrand this podcast name. Like it should be something about how dumb we are at everything we do. <laughs> yeah, because unintelligent. It's like uncensored. Like just it's like the failing forward podcast or something like that. You know, that's probably already. A, I guarantee that's already a podcast. failing forward. Failing. Oh. Yeah, like we just come Face like plant. literally it started yeah. with my toothpick story this time last year, mm-hmm. and now every weekend it's just about how somebody screwed something up. So. Yeah, um, I can, I can fail real hard, and I did this weekend. <laughs> it started out as probably the worst hunt of my life, and ended maybe not the best, but like it was a very good hunt. I didn't kill anything. I'll just start out with saying that. But so I went out Friday. Oh my god, all the breath. Okay, and then <laughs> um, Sunday I went out and. Um, the time had changed, so I was like, okay, yeah, great. Did the deer get the memo? Well, okay, so that night, like, the moon was out, too, because the moon is getting yep. fuller and fuller, and they were, like, active all over the trail cam. And I was like, well, I don't think that they're going to be out today because my trail cam was going off all night long. And I was like, they probably won't be out. So, anyways, it's dark, and I've told you guys before that I get a little scared walking into the woods by myself and I have moved so I hunt by my house right I don't have to go drive somewhere and like go walk in so I leave the house I like walk down this long field in the dark I hear a hoot owl like that's kind of cool um and then I enter the tree line last year I just had to walk like a few feet and I was like hunting on the tree line this year I've moved my stand like much deeper into the woods okay so it's dark I have my headlamp on and I'm, I don't know, I'm probably like a good hundred yards in and I see eyes looking at me and it's not like, I've done this before where there's been like possum eyes or like on the side eyes. of the tree. How close together are they? They're like far apart. Oh. They're like big eyes and they're not close together. They're dog like, man. okay, that's where I went. But dog man's would be up high. Okay. So. Well, he, he does go on all fours. We saw the picture last year that I, people still are giving me grief about on, on my social media. I guess I commented this weekend and was like, 
if someone showed me a picture of Dog Man, I would get the picture. And I'm like, I just met the guy. Yeah. But either way, you were with me, Dan. Didn't you see it? Outside the fence? And it was on the fence? No, the the photo of the two. Oh, well, yeah, 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 from the trail I feel like camp. it was the first weekend, right? Cause you're yeah. On, yeah, me and yeah, you yeah. were the ones. There was the, it was one upright and one on the ground. So I guess Dog Man walks around. Well, he was walking on, around. On fours. So, and also it's night. It You're is on that dark. path that they say Dog Man travels into Kentucky on. Well, probably. Yeah, that's what Blake says. I don't know. It felt like it. So the perspective is a little off because I'm kind of going downhill to get to my tree stand. But it seems like in the dark that this thing is about three or four feet up okay wide side as very big it's about 50 yards away and it is in the direct path between me and tree stand and so i'm like this is this is okay it's probably like a coyote or like maybe it's a deer but i feel like it would have moved by now i don't know i'm going to like stare directly at this thing and like move towards it and it's going to like jump and move right nope (laughs) it doesn't at all it just continues to like stare me down and all i see is like i don't even see the shadow of the body i just see the eyes and it's looking at me and i thought this is what scared me the most is because it looked at me and then it looked away like it was just like real casual like hey b you gonna come at me or what (laughs) you know like it was it was just like not scared of me at all and it was big and it just kept doing this like i would see one eye and then I would see the other. They're like, are you coming at me or what? And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I just stood there for a while. And then I took my headlamp, and I was, like, clicking it on, like, the flashers were going. So you couldn't see a body? Like, you could only see the the eyes? It was I that, could only see the eyes because I still wasn't close Because you're still 50 yards out, it. and it's yeah. just enough to get a, yeah. It was still enough to get the reflection. So um, You don't travel with a flashlight, too? No. I bet no, you will now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I w- yeah, I will now. I always keep a pen light or a flashlight in my pocket for this reason so that I can spook dog man. Well, and at this point, I can't see my tree stand either. So I'm like, I have like a little I, tracking thing you, on my app. I was going to ask if you looked to see what your heart rate was. No, I should have. Probably like 180s. It was it was up there. And I'm just standing there. We're making eye contact. It does not give a hoot about me. And so, you know what I did? Did you say something to it? I left. You just left? You I left. Around. I turned around and so ran. So you don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. You ran? I didn't. I walked quickly out of the woods, and I walked all the way home, and I and I texted Tim, and I said, oh, my God, there's something in the woods, and it's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so scared. I couldn't move. And he texted back, and he was like, are you okay? Do you, like, should I? I don't, I don't know what he was going to do. And I said, I'm sitting on the front porch. And so did you go back? So I waited. Okay. Also, I should tell you that when I say this was like the worst hunt, like I woke up a little later than I thought I would. It took me a little bit longer to get everything on that I wanted to. So I was already in panic that it like shooting light was a little different because the timing was off. I was in a panic that I needed to get out there. So by the time I walked up and saw the porch, it was very close to shooting light. And so now I'm even in a more panic that yeah. I'm not in there yet. Yeah. And I was like, I sat there for like five minutes and then it was shooting light, but in the woods, it's still dark for shooting light. And I was like, get, stop it, get back out there. So I walked back in and it was light and I never saw it again. And I got back up to my tree stand, which here is stupid part number two. Well, no, hang on. We got to wrap. There's going to be a to be continued of this thing. I hope not. So four feet high. I'd say three to four feet high. Like I would say as wide set. I bet it's a mountain lion. 
No, stop it. Why are you doing that to her? I have. We had I, one on says trail the guy cam. That just told her his dog man. <laughs> two years ago, and no, when was twenty nineteen? In twenty nineteen, there was for real a mountain lion in the area. Well, they're in Kentucky, so they're definitely in Indiana. I mean, Kentucky Fisherman Game won't tell you that. I mean, don't you think the way that it was kind of moving it? It reminded me of Scar on the Lion King, where he was just like looking at his nails, like. I don't know. I, I could see it being a deer. But if the are, are the eyes completely on the front of the head? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you so, saw them both at once, they were, they probably yeah. Are. I saw them both at once, and then I would you could see it kind of turn, and then turn. I would just see one. Don't you I think, think the deer, deer would have done would have jumped? And, and he was turning. Well, right now, hormones are raging. And I don't know. It could have just not been convinced you were a threat yet. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't seem Deer like Deer headlights a... is also a thing. But he was yeah. probably turning and communicating with the other mountain lion that was directly <laughs> to the side of you. <laughs> about five foot sitting to the side at, of sitting you. Sitting at your tree stand. <laughs> She's looking at me. She's coming. This is the time. I, I straight up left the woods like okay. a dummy. Okay, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, so hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, we'll, you'll go back and you'll tell us what this was. I hope to God I don't ever tell you what it was. <laughs> Um, okay, but this leads me to the second dumb thing that I did seconds later is um, I have not used um, deer scent before. So I got one of those Tink scent bombs. You, you dab it on? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's why the deer didn't run away. If it was a deer. Did you do that as you were walking up to the mountain line? Yeah. Were you no. just dousing yourself in okay. the deer scent? So now I'm in a panic because it's shooting light and I'm not in the tree scene yet. And I'm like, get like get down in there. You've got to go, okay? So I've not really used one before, but I have this scent bomb, okay? And um, I did not know that the scent bomb is you take the lid off and you pull the thing out and you just kind of let it hang from the bottle, right? I didn't know that. I was trying to take it out of mm. the thing, which... Spilled pee all over you. Yes, yeah. and somehow in this, like, panic of, like, getting into the tree stand and putting it on the thing, and, like, I'm also, like, is this thing going to come up behind me and kill me now because it's only been a few minutes? I got it on my gator, like, my, oh, God. Fa- my face mm. mask. And the whole time I had to smell for hours on Sunday. Was this Saturday? Well, Jacob and I can vouch that you do get used to it. Yeah, yeah. I smelled it. To it. Yeah. Oh, but you said you don't get nose numb to things. No, I did not get. <clears throat> I just smelled it the entire time. We were at the factory though, and I, I didn't think I'd ever get used to it, but eventually did. Yeah, really. And then you leave for lunch and come back, and yeah, when you come there. back, it hits you again. But uh, really, anyways, I got up into the deer stand, and it was probably the best hunt without having killed anything. I'd say like eighty percent of the time, from like when I got there, it shooting light what was that 6:15, 6:45? i can't remember till when i left at maybe noon um 80 of the time there was a deer within shooting range wow like i had them underneath me button buck doe um just all around i felt good about like being quiet and they didn't um they didn't bust me the only buck i saw was about 60 yards out through like some deeper like brush it came on your through, property yeah it came through chasing a doe like very quickly and i wouldn't have had a shot when's your gun season open saturday oh yeah yeah same as y'all 60 yards that's doable 
I don't think I'm you don't do that. Oh, for gun? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. For, so saying, not for You both. could totally shoot something at 60. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. that was me. How, how, how confident are you two goobers coming into gun season after taking 12 hours to sight in your rifles? It was bad. I feel <laughs> good. I feel good now. It took me a while to I get feel to feel better good. Now, Should we give a shout out? Did, did they help you? Uh, they they did help us, uh, but oh. also them helping us hurt us. Oh, really? Because they, um, there's just some assumptions made. But I warned Jacob because I put out the feeler in Slack and I said, I'm going to zero my rifle if anyone wants to go with. And Jacob was like, hey, I'm planning on just shooting like four or five shots. And I'm like, I'm probably going to shoot a whole box of ammo because I'm horrible at the math to zero your rifle. I can't do the, okay, so I need to move it. Four clicks at 20 yards equals this MOA at 100, whatever, whatever. So we go. I'm up on the the range first. This is an indoor range. There's a range officer, you know, an old-timer with a ton of experience. And so... 100-yard range. 100-yard range. It's, it's nice. We started at 20 yards, 30 yards, something like that. And you hadn't boresighted. <clears throat> I hadn't boresighted. In this range, they reset... They hit, there's a, a sled, and they reset everything, so they lower the sled all the way, and they put the buttstock thing up with it and, like, make it nice and compact. So you got to, like, reset everything. And I'm used to The only thing I've shot there is my ARs. Uh, so this is the first time I've shot the – I just put the scope on the 3030. Well, not just. I put it in uh, six months ago, spray-painted the rifle, put it in six months ago, and put it in the safe. So this is the first time I was shooting it with the scope, so I knew I'd have some serious zeroing to do. So I put out the first, uh, the the gun on the rest, and I'm cranking it up and trying to get it to where I'm aiming at this paper target, and it's up way high, and my stock's kind of weird. It's a 30-30, so the stock kind of drops down and up, and I can't quite get comfortable. I'm not a fan of their shooting tables because they've got the cutout, so you yeah. can't just put your elbow. you got to kind of like lean over. Uh, so without really thinking, I'm, I've got one hand on the the uh, handhold, but you know, my trigger hand, and then I put my other hand like I'm prone uh, with an AR underneath the buttstock to hold the buttstock. Oh up. no! Yeah. So you see where this is yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> so first shot with the scope, the scope busts my nose and cuts me <gasps> open. And I'm bleeding. That's why I got this little mark on my nose. Well, I can't see it because I mean, you got your hat pulled down well, your eyebrows to hide he it. He fared about as well as he could, too. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a gusher. Yeah. No, it was it just like one little dot. Yeah. Um, so I had a bore sight. It was okay. I was aiming for it was like a, a zeroing target, so it was like four little areas, and then the main middle. And I'm a little low left. I was aiming at the top right one, and the old timer, a range officer, comes in. It's like, hey, so I see you a little low. You want me to help you make adjustments? I'm like, sure, that'd be great because I'm horrible at this. So he makes adjustments. I do another shot. It's worse. He's like, that's weird, and make another shot, and it's worse. And it's like, that's no. weird. And. Uh, and so he's looking at it and my scope's loose mm. and I hadn't tightened it all the way down when I reassembled the gun. So my scope's a little loose. So I was like, let me go take care of this. And cool. So then while he's gone, I'm talking with Jacob. I'm like, wait, do you think he knows that I was aiming at that top right? Or do you think he w thought I was aiming at the middle dot? And he goes, I bet you thought you were aiming at the middle one. So I he did. was adjusting I did too. for a totally different target. Cause I don't like, well, uh, but to get it, 
just tightened down. Do you think he even was? Well, he was making adjustments. Oh, you mean he's like, why is this going so much worse? Because he thought I was top right, and really I was low left. So anyways, he comes back. I'm like, you get all tight? And he's like, yep, you're all tight, squared away. A couple more shots, four or five shots. Still can't get it zeroed. He's shoot. I'm like, you take some shots with it. And he's taking some shots, and he's putting his hand up on the gun and resting from, like, the top of the scope. Totally different shots. Scope's still loose. He just tightened the scope mounts onto the bases, and the bases were loose, and he didn't check that. And I just took his word for it. He was like, yeah, tighten it all up. So there was, like, another 15 shots wasted. Uh, so then I think he worked on that. And No, I so I finished shooting. We got it pretty close. I'm still not super confident with it, but we took a full – 20 rounds of ammo and then i'll let you tell your aspect of it yeah so like i like dan mentioned i was only planning on shooting three to five like if i shoot three and they're good i'm not i'm done uh because it was zeroed last year zeroed so uh i shoot and i'm i'm off i'm like what in the world i can't figure out why and i'm shooting at 100 yards because i i assumed it to be still zeroed from last year and it's off and um the guy, and then the guy starts messing with mine and making some adjustments. Same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I sit down to shoot, and the guy next to us is shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor with a ginormous muzzle brake on it. I go to take a shot. This is and, his last bullet. Yeah, <laughs> last bullet. This is number five of five. And it's a boom, boom scenario. And I feel... But like muzzle blowback on my neck and i you know of course i twitch i'm like son of so then i had to go out front and buy some overpriced ammo close enough to what i was shooting you know same 165 grain it's like i'm at least they didn't have the brand i was using so i had to get something close commenting saying yeah it does matter brand to brand they're gonna be so mad at you yeah well i for our skill level and the ranges that we're planning on shooting we just like to throw a bunch of factors in and yeah. you know see how much we can really you yeah. want to challenge ourselves here you that's know that's true is there like a range um courtesy where you're supposed to like wait for someone else to finish or no I, so I, don't, I do that to myself I, yeah i don't know if that's an unspoken thing i've never read it anywhere but i kind of treat it like bowling where you don't go up to the right. and roll if somebody else is rolling and if so, i see a dude coming in i'm just gonna wait well for and the this guy was like a pres- precision rifle shooter yeah. so he was scoped in he'd be scoped in for two yeah minutes right and you know making mm-hmm. fine adjustments and so you had no idea when he was actually that does make it tougher well usually at, at, after that i was checking and i could see that his action was open and then i was like okay i'm good mm-hmm. and so i would check and then fire no so um yeah so i ended up buying another box of ammo and i think would you was, get sighted in on the new stuff yes yeah, so you're, are you yeah. using that to hunt? Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and shoot yeah, that see. until I go back and reseal the other stuff. Um, I've actually shot this ammo before, so it, I'm not concerned about switching. I feel yeah. good about what I switched to. Cool. So, call it good. I, uh, I'm i going to try to get out. This is going to be like my, I think it was 20, I don't know what year, this is 2019, the same thing happened. I'm going to try to get out this week a few days before gun. And I know, like, technically, I think in theoretically it'd be good to let the woods kind of calm, but I'm hunting in such a – I was actually thinking about how much more packed it is on the private that I hunt than mm-hmm. it is on public where I hunt back home. Yeah. Like, it's it's so dense because you have all these 30 to 70-acre 
plots that tie in right where these deer are traveling through. And I've said before, I heard 200 shots on opening day last year throughout the day. A hundred of those came before 8 a.m. It's insane, dude. People are just mowing down does out there. Um, and I, and a lot of them I think are kids or like adults that are bad shots. Cause you'll hear pow, pow. Oh pow, yeah. Pow, pow. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, there's nothing left to eat on that deer or you are a terrible shot. Uh, but so there's a lot of it's that kind of stuff, uh, to get you to a hundred real quick. But I mean, you can hear for miles and it's all these tight farms packed in here together. So, uh, it is definitely higher pressure, I would say, than, like in terms of the volume of people that come out on opening day. Um, I still don't really like hunting public though, because at least I know on private where people shouldn't be, even though I've found out they might be. But anyway, so I know in theory you should let them rest like, or like it'd probably be a good idea to not get in there and thrash around the day before opening gun. But at the same time, my, my other flip side of that, the counter argument to that is like, well, it's getting ready to go to hell. So I'm going to get out there and try to, you know, sneak in right right as this cold front's coming in. I think it's coming in on Friday, Friday. so the barometric mm-hmm. pressure will start to change. Um, that comes in kind of like a little bit before, right? The pressure will start to drop when the cold front's coming in, I think. I'm not a weather guy, but I think I think that's, it's right at the boundary of the cold. Yeah, so right no. when you start feeling that wind, yeah. that's so, when the pressure. So from. I'm going out either Thursday or Friday. Oh, modern gun starts Saturday. I'm going to try to get out with the saddle once or twice this week before modern gun. And just get a feel for it because this is the first time I'll be have been able to use it. Uh, I haven't, um, I haven't gotten out with it yet because I was kind of piecing this kit together a little at a time based off of mostly Braden and Jacob and Dan just telling me like, oh, you know, this piece is good. Well, well I guess Trophy Line uh, gave us some, mm-hmm. so that's where I started with was their seat. And then I've kind of been piecing it together since and customer then. Customer returns. Don't make fun of me in public, Dan. <laughs> Somebody returned something the other day and it was defective. And I won't name the brand because it, it's a, it, that happens with anybody. Yeah, right? just, I, I won't name the brand, yeah. but there was like a pouch, and Dan Dan's like, "Oh, this was defective." He kind of tossed this. I was like, "Can I have it? I'll fix it." <laughs> well, like, oh, this box of steps thread. is open. I can't sell it to a customer. Do you? Oh want yeah, it? yeah. I did buy. Yeah, we had like something damaged in shipping or something, and it came back. And I was like, "Well, well, I'll take that." Yeah, there's nothing uh, wrong. With I mean, it. I bought it, but yeah. it, I, just because I didn't want to send it back out to a customer. But yeah. so I haven't gotten out yet, though. So I'm, uh, this week, I've got all my stuff. I'm going to try to get out. And I finally, like, I, I understood that I can see someone saddle hunting. I've watched the videos, but really talking to Braden on, on the, the whole way up, and I think I've got it in my head now. Uh, so I'm going to try to get out early week, test out my saddle, get out there, and try to figure out this new, the buck bed I found um, a few weekends ago. I think I sent you maybe, I think we were on the OT, <laughs> this O2 thread uh, that, that's always very entertaining popping um popping as paul says uh but i found this like shredded area not not quite what jacob found recently uh that was like four foot high (laughs) in the largest rub i've ever seen i think it's an elk (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i found when i told you i hiked to the top of that mountain last weekend that's what i was looking for that had been there in the past i didn't see anything like it but i've got an area that a buck is you know he's got his marks coming out of his bedroom i found where he's bedding down and then he goes into this thick stuff, and I'm I, I think I'm going to set up on the opposite side of that because there's an intersection where they split to go up to the corn, or they keep going down uh, this creek. So I think I'm going to. And it's a great saddle trees because I used to climb it, do a climber in there. So I think that's my plan right now. I'm going to probably open a day, be tucked back into there because if I was a deer, I'd, I'd sure be sure as hell try to get out of the cornfields where I'm open. Mm-hmm. Like I think they'll 
Yeah. They seem to they really second guess those field edges. Yeah, it's like in the morning, after the morning, they seem to really be hiding in the thick stuff. So I think I want to be there in the thick stuff. But I'm going to do two all day sits this weekend. So I'm going out. I'm looking I'm forward to it. I scouted yesterday. Yeah. And apparently I'm. You're doing public, aren't you? Yeah, I'm public. And I'm apparently on public land, uh, Modern Gun's already opened. Wait, what? No. Because I'm the two poachers. Oh, oh. That's hard to say. No. no. Yeah. Mm. Well, I told oh, you last no. weekend I saw the guys driving around with binoculars, like <clears throat> not even wearing camo. I'm like, yeah. what are y'all doing? We're hunting coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jeez. Uh, That's a big risk. Dude. It is. It's, uh, well, yeah. Yep. It is what it is. You don't start doing that by being smart. Um, So I have to tell Jacob the story. I already told this to Eric and Dan, but I'll tell you uh, just to wind it down here. (laughs) We we went to Gatlinburg this weekend, and my mom has been – she knew we were going. She's been sending me all these stories about bears, and uh, apparently really thick down there right now. She sent me a story about this bear that tore into a car because there was food in it. She just kept telling me, like – I think I told you this before we went down there. Like My mom's telling me, you got to get the food out of your car. I'm like, Mom – my car would have to be detailed every day for the next <laughs> week to get the food out of the car. Like the car seats alone, I could survive on them mm-hmm. through a week, like myself, right? Just all the Cheerios and the goldfish and everything that's in there. We're not getting the food out of the car. And But she sends me this, all these pictures of this car. This bear just completely tore off the door panels, and the dashboard, and everything. Probably looking for all the Cheerio dust that it can smell in there, like my car, right? <laughs> uh, it's like a sawmill in there, and it's, but it's all just flecks of food um like my, my kids when they finish something that they don't want it they just like chuck it right yeah mm-hmm. it's disgusting yeah, we did try to clean the car out just to because we're going to be in this thing for almost 10 hours total over the weekend we um, found some stuff in cup holders that would probably kill a man yeah it's like <laughs> it's not gross. recognizable yeah. anymore <clears throat> as yeah. food and then you also sometimes find things like french fries that look wholly edible when you find them uh that also concerns me but so we go down we've been talking about my wife is starting to to really panic yeah, she's like, I'm, I mean, you're really worried about, my, I'm worried about my car, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's fine, it's fine. So we go, uh, my friends get there kind of late, like it was a tame night, me and her, uh, we had a hot tub, and I'm I'm not one to let a night of a hot tub go to waste, so go out for a little bit, and then come back in at midnight, go to go to bed, and I'm not thinking, of, you know, whatever, just going to bed, not, not worried about anything, right, like low uh, threat threshold here. Five o'clock in the morning, I hear a loud crash and then two seconds later and i'm like what in the heck is going on i get up get my glasses and i'm in the loft area and i can walk over and see down into the kitchen and immediately i'm like there's a bear in here because like five o'clock in the morning it's either a bear or a burglar at this with this loud and then a double like a triple crash really there's a crash and then a set two follow-ups i get in there and i i'm looking down in the kitchen my friends are down there on that floor and their kids are on the first floor. My kids are up with me and I start going through like the action plan <laughs> and I, I like literally was convinced this is what's going on. I'm like, well, I'm going to get a sheet. I'm going to, I'm going to pull it over me and I'm going to, I'm going to try to make myself look real big. Cause I'm the only one awake right now. I've got to try you're to not scare carried. This. You don't have anything. I didn't. I didn't. Um, and, and so I'm like, I'm going to have to go down there and try to scare this bear back out the kitchen. So I'm going to carry the sheet. I'm going to yell at it. And then when I get down the steps, I'll have a dining room table in between me and the bear. So if it decides not to go, I'll at least have a brief second to figure this out. But I can't go back upstairs because that's where my kids are. I can't go downstairs because that's where their kids are. So I'm going to have to go out the door here on the deck. And then if it follows me to the deck, 
I'll at least have it away from the family, but then there's going to be a decision to be made here because I'm going to be two stories up with a bear on the porch. I'm going through all the, you know, it's like instantaneously you start making all these plans. And then right about then as I'm like preparing to get the blanket and go to war, <laughs> the the breeze starts to blow. Oh, and, no. And we, we the door had blown open from the hot tub. The hot tub is on the third floor where we are. Where, and when we came in, we didn't lock the deadbolt. The door had blown open and then did a double tap. And I was I was ready for war, uh, so Brian we'd have been there. Casper the the bear to death. Yeah, yeah. Well, they say to make yourself look. I don't have yeah. a, I don't have a ton of experience like a lot of these Western guys do with bear interactions. But uh, when we backcountry camped out there um, years ago, they they the park rangers before they would give you a permit, they were like, "Where are you guys from? Have you camped near bears before?" And I'm like, "Well." At that time, even then, I was like, we have some bears, but no, not really. I wouldn't say I have a lot of bear experience. And they they, they go through all the things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they make sure you know how you're going to get water. Like, they try to make sure you're not going to die. Right. Um, and so part of, like, what they had kind of told us is of what to do in, in the event you run into a bear, you know, to scare them off, yada, yada, is exactly the opposite of what you see all these tourists doing with bears in, in like, Yellowstone <laughs> of, like, how how to look threatened. Like, they do all the opposite of what the park rangers will tell you to do because mm-hmm. they're dumb, too. Um, so I had at least, like, some of that in my head of survival, you know? Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't get bear mold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Or lose a child in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny how this stuff sticks with you, though. That was, like years and it was 2007 that i went on that trip and i still remember all the like all the things they told you and then you get all the credit for being being mentally ready to ready to fight a bear yeah. there just wasn't a bear but you get the credit for you i mean tell yeah, your I wife was, i was about to go i don't know though i feel like you. knowing mary margaret she'd be like <laughs> you're an idiot <laughs> she well she no i didn't know she was actually awake too and she thought it was a bear as well oh, okay. oh. so, so she thought it was a credit. bear yeah, I have to have a credit because she didn't. She's over there hiding her head under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I was up ready to go to war and save everybody, uh, even though this probably wouldn't have panned out very well. Like I feel like cornering a bear in a kitchen between the food is not good. They probably would have skedaddled. It might have. I don't know. Uh, I hope I never find out. All right, we're out of time. This is uh, uncensored. I've got Brad Luttrell, Jacob Knight, Dan Hood, and Erica Johnson. Make sure you log this on. Go out to get your points for rewards. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.